0: Probably highest on our list, at least for me, that I felt right away was being able to truly live into that. And I don't know who said it, but the best relationships have matched expectations.
1: Mm, And so
0: I felt like going into this, I truly understood uh, what they needed from me and how they were willing to work with me.
1: Can you remember what it was like to look for a new opportunity? Can you remember that first day on the job and what it was like to be onboarded, whether it was maybe trial by fire or a well-executed 90-day plan? And perhaps, can you remember what it was like when you sought to weave a new employee into your culture? Like many organizations, 2020 was a marker of change in Leadership Vision's history. Not only did our work change to become nearly all virtual engagements, but the client needs also changed, and the makeup of our team was reshaped over the year. By the fall of 2020, it was clear that Brian and Linda needed someone to be our main point of contact and execute all of our behind-the-scenes work and do it with excellence. Linda told me that she'd crafted this job description, and she doubted that we could actually find someone to fill it. She called it finding that purple unicorn. Linda actually added expertise in working with highly intuitive people to the qualifications. now working closely with the husband and wife duo of Brian and Linda Schubring is dynamic, lively... And sometimes, well, it can be a bit intense. And I should know, I've been doing this with them. I've been working with them for almost 13 years and I've actually known Linda even longer than that. And I can say that as a company that we have grown in so many ways over all of these years, We have processes and great documentation, and this new person, whoever it was going to be, would need to be standing on the shoulders of those who had come before and helped shape leadership vision over the last two decades, and someone that could grow with us into this new season. Well, the great news is that we found someone, we found that purple unicorn, and she's not purple and she doesn't have a horn growing out of her head, Uh, but she is so much more than that and she is Amy Rollinger, our wonderfully new colleague who you got to hear from briefly at the beginning of the podcast and you'll get to hear more from in just a little bit. She was a cultural fit, a values fit, and exactly what we needed in this season. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the Leadership Vision podcast, I have the opportunity to talk with my colleague and introduce her to you, Amy Rollinger, who joined our team a little over four months ago as of this recording. We're going to talk today about how she decided to look for a new job and how those first few months have been here at Leadership Vision as she's been onboarded into our company. I think this is going to be a really helpful conversation for everyone listening, whether you are someone looking to make your own sort of job shift or career change, or maybe you're a manager type of a person who wants to know, how do you onboard someone? How do you bring someone into your company in perhaps a new way? You're listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Amy, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm so glad to have you on the podcast.
0: Thank you, Nathan. It's wonderful to be here. I'm doing well.
1: I'm excited just to get to know you a little bit more, to pick your brain, to learn a little bit about kind of what makes you tick, how um, you're enjoying working at Leadership Vision. Why don't we start a little bit at the beginning? Why were you looking to make a job change? What was your background, you know, during a global pandemic perhaps isn't the ideal time to do that. <laughs> so what was it that kind of, you know, stirred something in you that thought, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to look for something different."
0: Melissa had sent me this job and said, "Hey, I thought of you and I think you should look at this." And so I read through it. The first words out of my mouth were to my husband, "Oh my goodness, Ryan, I think I'd be really good at this." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah?" Hmm. I said, hmm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I just kind of let it rest for a minute. And then the next day, he sent me a text. He said, hey, I think you should think more about this job. And Amy, I haven't seen you that excited about anything when it came Uh. to work in a while. And so, because he is wise, I listened Hmm. and looked more into it and kind of moved forward from there, which is how I got the opportunity to speak with you for the first time. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did. What's your role at Leadership Vision? My actual title is that I'm the executive assistant, and that actually gave me pause Hmm. when I was looking at this job, which is my own pride, and I fully admit that that is my pride because I thought I had more to offer (laughs) than an executive assistant may offer, and then I talked to Brian and Linda more about their vision of this job, which was not that I was so much their assistant and working for them, but rather that we would be working side by side. That wasn't just lip service that has proven to be fully truth. And I feel like I'm not just somebody on the team who does the stuff behind the scenes, but I'm a valuable member of this team who's doing mm. and is part of the important work. So day to day Really, truly depends, but many days, as you know, we're um, interacting with teams, helping them to understand their strengths. And so, I've done the behind-the-scenes work of getting them the information that they're going to need for that specific session. I'm scheduling meetings for Brian and Linda. I'm also kind of securing their time, and then I enjoy the opportunity of when we do go live um, with a team. Linda, and Brian, and I jump on a few minutes before. I talked to Brian about whether his hair is too (laughs) sticky-uppy. Generally, find the true true, true way that you
1: earn your paycheck right here. That's
0: correct. Oh, Brian, you got a little... (laughs) And your shirt. You you got something green
1: in your teeth, buddy. Yeah. That's good. So what was it about that initial gut feeling you had of, I think I'd really be good at this?
0: I describe it as I geek out over these types of things, is how I've described (laughs) it to friends and family when I've talked about my new job. Uh. I love the description of strengths. I enjoy Mm. so much learning more about why people do the things that they do. And more importantly to me, how can I understand them? How can I better serve them? I think of in my own marriage, in my working relationships, how can I understand who they are so that when we're communicating, when they need something, I can do or ask in the way that will get us both where we need to be in the long run. And I fully admit that I do this much better at work than I do at home. But yes, I I think that was the part that was most exciting to me is just the Hmm. organization, because I feel like I do that pretty well. Um, As I mentioned, we've got three kids. My husband's a principal at the high school and he was a Hmm. coach for 15 years. So there's been a lot of herding cats, I guess is maybe (laughs) that term Um, around here. Yeah, easier,
1: but yeah. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about onboarding. Onboarding is also known as organizational socialization. I'm reading this from Wikipedia. It's management jargon that basically just refers to the mechanisms through which new employees acquire the necessary knowledge, skills, and behaviors in order to become effective organizational members and insiders. That's a lot, but I think that a lot of organizations struggle with this because you most positions, you have a need, right? So we had a need. We needed someone to do what you're doing. You got to get you in, get you trained up as quickly as possible so that you can, you know, take over the billing and, and take over sending and creating materials and, you know, take over this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And some of that is just technical knowledge and skills that, you know, presumably you brought from other positions, but then like what you're just talking about of is understanding Brian and Linda and that, that cultural piece I think is so difficult and an organization can spend, you know, not in our case, but sometimes thousands of dollars training this employee on all these technical things and then realize this is a bad cultural mm-hmm. fit. Like. This person is, you know, really inappropriate or this person is really boring or this person is, you know, whatever it is. So I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about that process for you at Leadership Vision. I don't know that we do it radically different, um, but I think we do it different enough that it's important to talk about that and bring some light to that because it may be helpful to another manager or people leader out there who is like, yeah, I'm I'm onboarding people, especially in this virtual era of Zoom.
0: Yeah. You know, that's something that I thought that Brian and Linda and then the previous individuals who did parts of the job that I'm doing. As you mentioned, this became a new job, but obviously it was done in part by several different people in the last few years. And so I was fortunate enough that those individuals were very organized and kept great notes and were kind enough to make sure that there was a document that I could follow. So when the word dashboard came up, which I didn't know what a dashboard was. <laughs> pull, up your,
1: pull up your glossary, yeah.
0: Yep, yep. So I could go in and go, okay, this is what they mean and this is exactly step-by-step how to create it. Brian and Linda had also been so kind as to create a that My first... Um, 90 days or, or whatever um, you want to call it, but a first 90 days document. And so Hmm. my first week by week here, so here's what you should be focusing on this week. Please do look into this this week, speak to this person about these things to get a little more training. And I was fortunate enough to be able to get some training from previous individuals. I think that's hugely important is to be able to walk through when possible. And it's just not always possible. And so when it wasn't to be, to have those documents to go, okay, here's my reference guide. Um, So I thought they did a really good job of that. The other thing that they did very well, and you mentioned it already, was we are in a virtual world. We're onboarding people via Zoom. Those adaptations they made on Zoom. So we met regularly not like rant not randomly regularly right and every so monday, right?
1: Was it yep, every yeah.
0: monday we have i have a meeting with brian in the morning and then brian mm. and linda and i in the afternoon those first weeks was far more often than that mm. and so we're in a non-pandemic world <laughs> in a non-covid or or if we simply shared an office i mean right. we and we don't but if we did we would pop into each other's office and hey how's it going how did mm. this go how was your weekend so that personal side of things I think can get lost the water cooler conversations the right. some of those types of in-person things um, but Brian and Linda were very intentional about calling hey let's let's do a zoom this afternoon and we're just going to work on this so we literally were on a zoom we had a document that we were both working in and we talked through it just mm-hmm. like we would if we were in a conference room You know, knocking away at a at whatever type of mm-hmm. training document mm-hmm. we were creating. And so all of those things I felt really made a difference in our relationship building. And Brent and Linda um, were intentional in that. Mm. And um, they talk about that in their strengths um, sessions as, as being intentional and they truly were. And I know that that's, made a difference because those first weeks were as you said overwhelming mm-hmm. I had I hadn't done anything like this before yeah. in this world with these people and right. so and I was doing it from home without the person who used to do the job right next to me right. um, to say actually this is where you want to go just click here yeah. so there was a lot of figuring it out as we went but we were able to do it because um, and Linda said it In my initial interview with her, Amy, we can talk through anything. Yeah. And she meant it. And so really, they're living the strengths that they talk to people about in sessions. And that makes a difference. But Hmm. in doing so, they've onboarded me in a a really healthy, a really comfortable way so that I feel like I can succeed rather than feeling just overwhelmed and, you know, all by myself in snowy South Dakota. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I want to drill down a little bit more into that because I think that there's something really important here. How do you think Brian and Linda did that? And when I say did that, what I mean is it, it seems like from, you know, third party, if you will, like you're, you're asking good questions, you're challenging things that need, perhaps need to be challenged. You know, whenever you have fresh eyes looking at, at stuff, it's helpful in my opinion. And I don't think they're feeling threatened by oh, Amy's questioning why we do it this way. How dare she? It's like, well, I'm, I want to understand this because maybe it's just you don't understand or maybe it's like, is there a better, easier, faster, more effective way to do this? And so I wonder how how Brian and Linda did that and if there's anything, you know, in addition to just like they were open to meeting a lot that, you know, perhaps other people could kind of take and implement into their organizations. Because just uh, side note on that, like I've, like a lot of our. Slack chats back and forth. It is good. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, she's asking me this question and I'll either, either have to be like, huh, yeah, that is a good question. I don't know why it, why it is this way or mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that has to be this way because of this reason, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how that, you know, how did they create that type of environment? What have you noticed um, that might be helpful for other people to, to take away from that?
0: I think that what Brian and Linda have done is first of all, understood their own strengths hmm. and then seen mine. And so probably um, if, you're t- if I'm talking to somebody who's onboarding um, a new employee, I would encourage them to understand that individual mm-hmm. and what they need and then help that under- individual understand them. And so that mutual, again, mutual understanding, mutual appreciation, probably highest on our list, at least for me, that I felt right away was being able to truly live into that And I don't know who said it, but the best relationships have matched expectations.
1: Mm, And so
0: I felt like going into this, I truly understood uh, what they needed from me and how they were willing to work with me. They made that evident Hmm. in their... They have the strengths. um, They both have connectedness and strategic as strengths, Hmm. and they use it very differently, but they're both live into those strengths. They were... certain to connect with me as an individual. They learned more about me and my family and just who I was and stuff outside of work. Almost every conversation, how's it going? How's this? And they'll follow up on something. So it's truly like just being a good human and conversationalist maybe, but I think it's more intentional than that because that gives you that sense of I'm connected to you as a person. I care about you as an individual and I'm glad you're here to work today. I think as humans, we do that. Like We want to be rewarded for the good. And so when we feel that, when we feel that good, when we feel that connection, we want more of it. And mm-hmm. so together we're achieving the, the goal. Uh, we're connecting and therefore we're performing and yeah. we're learning more about each other, which makes us better together and the outcomes of our work more positive and more beneficial to everyone.
1: I think Brian and Linda in our company does a really good job And organizations and managers and leaders who are successful, they do that good job of connecting with their people, Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, the quote unquote ball game, talking about what their kids are up to, talking about, you know, hobbies, you know, sharing a meal together. And it's in those non-business situations that I think you can develop those really strong connections so that you want to work harder for that person, you feel Mm -hmm. more valued by them. And so I think you know, we're talking about this onboarding process. I think that, you know, anyone listening to that, I you know, find ways to do that, right? Would, yes. would you agree that's sort of key, okay. like almost maybe not before the 90-day document because you still got to get your job done. Amy, as we wrap up here today, I'm wondering if you might share one piece of advice that you have for our listeners um, about either, you know, if they're seeking to start a new job, like what things to look for, or if there's someone in a new role, what is something to do to kind of help make it make it the best it can be, so.
0: More than anything, knowing yourself will make a big difference in either of those. Whether I'm finding something new or I've just started something new and I'm still adapting. Because when we know who we are and what we bring to the table, we will better be able to understand how we can serve others. And serving others, I think, happens whether we're in a leadership role and we're serving our teams. Or we're in um, an administrative or supportive role, and we're supporting individuals laterally and across the board. Because when we understand what we bring and our strengths, we can better understand how to serve. And in that, we automatically, I believe, or more often, more more quickly, give ourselves and others grace as we choose as we learn and when I say learn I mean make mistakes and and get better so I think that that grace and that time come more freely to ourselves and to others when we know ourselves who we are what we bring and what we have to offer and why it's good why it why it will be helpful and important and impact others
1: Amy, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated chatting with you.
0: Thanks for having me, Nathan. This was really fun.
1: And thank you listeners for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And if you found value in this podcast episode or any of our other podcasts or other resources online, we would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts or even on YouTube. It really helps share what we're doing with other people and promote what we're doing to a broader audience. I'm Nathan Freeberg.
0: I'm Amy Rallinger.
1: And on behalf of our entire team, thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.